This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. I traveled south yesterday to see them set the base for the gravestone in our cemetery plot that we purchased during COVID last year. I noted that the ship that had blocked the Suez Canal was finally released this week. Delivery of our base was reportedly delayed by that fiasco. The crop tour felt like it was driving by the graveyard as crops here are on the edge of a cliff without a real soaker this weekend. The forecast here backed off from a 100% chance of rain to 70%. The last 100% chance delivered a tenth to six-tenths of an inch in the region. We need 1.75 inches this weekend and every weekend after that in order to get the corn through pollination and then fill. Subsoil moisture reserves have been exhausted, so now the crop depends entirely on what rain falls from the sky. I could tell from the look on the corn whether it was corn on corn or rotation from soybeans. Corn on corn had less soil moisture reserve. Both corn and soybean developments are stalling, preparing to stunt without rain. Iowa as a whole has a good forecast, with northwest Iowa less so. The Dakotas and Minnesota are northwest of the best rain forecast again. This rain will be the most important of the season for this crop for the northwest corn belt. If it misses here this weekend, crops will not be able to wait another week for the next chance. They will go over the cliff. There's a lot of livestock and ethanol demand in this region and little carryover exists. When grain supply is short here, we typically import it from the Dakotas. They'll have to go to Missouri for corn this time. If the 2021 crops are as short as they could be given the current agronomic outlook, we will have a serious regional shortcoming of supply relative to demand. I have no interest in making new crop sales under these conditions. This drought started here last year after pollination when the rain stopped and subsoil moisture reserves were exhausted. The result was that the crops died prematurely and significant yield loss occurred as there was no moisture left for the fill. I pointed out that crop conditions resembled 1976 when we had a similar experience here with late season drought. This year we are not where we were last year in current yield prospects. We need immediate soaking rains or conditions will deteriorate beyond recovery. We were also made aware of the scope of the Chinese demand from sources last summer, so we recommended covering all hedges along with adding long positions. USDA was tardy in its recognition of both the damage done to crops by the late season drought and severely understating Chinese demand in WASDE reports and still does to this day. We recommended bidding all 2020 crops to be marketed this year. We have since marketed 75% of our 2020 corn production in increments of 540, 594, and 680. We marketed 75% of our 2020 soybeans in increments of 1376, 1494, and 1575. These are all Chicago Board of Trade prices, and most of these sales had a positive basis added to them. I do not believe that end users have their needs covered to reach new crop supply yet and expect one more push from them to acquire that supply. It is in tight hands. There has historically been some room between where we think yields and crop size will end up and USDA making any significant change in the July WASDE report. The range of trade estimates for the 2021 corn yield is from 172.8 to 179.5 bushel per acre. The lowest estimate of 172.8 is still a larger crop than last year, 172. 
The high-end estimate of 179.5 is a trend-line yield. The question quickly becomes, can good crops in the eastern Corn Belt average up poorer ones in the western Corn Belt? I'm going to answer that no until proven wrong. Bears expecting a big jump in planted acres were disappointed. I think that harvested acres could fall below what was set for the March intention so that acres add nothing to production. A lower than trend line yield would subtract. What you come up with in my evaluation is that there'll be no progress in expanding supply versus demand by the short crop in Brazil and this one here in the United States. I'm not one to venture too much conjecture on USDA crop reports. I do not base my analysis on them. Last year was a great example of USDA being slow to reflect agronomic and demand conditions, hindered rather than helped in forecasting by the processes that they use. I've argued that they cost farmers money. I believe that USDA will have further to go tightening stocks and reducing carryovers than what they tell us next Monday. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.